Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of Lifehouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. Today though, hey look, we're, we're going to dive in. And uh, you asked about how to deal with stress. You asked about how to deal with stress. And um, I, I can probably say that some people here in this room, actually stats would actually tell us, uh, seven out of ten people here in this room right now, you are stressed. Yeah. Yeah. You are stressed. Which I, I think, if we're honest, it would probably be about 80 to 90%. Let's just do this. If you're not stressed... Raise a hand. Okay, we got some unstressed out people, people here. We probably want to check, check your pulse a little bit. It's a good thing, though. If you're not a stressful person, that's a good thing, right? But, but stats are, stats show us that in this room, you are uh, stressed. And especially on this day where we're celebrating moms, I figure this might be the best day to talk about stress on Mother's Day because moms are probably some of the most stressed out people out there. But um, it's not just moms. Um, stress is a big deal right now. And we can say, like I said, seven out of ten people statistically are stressed. The top seven stressors are money, jobs, health, relationships, your diet, your media consumption, your lack of sleep. They say 60% of all body illnesses are directly related to our Stress. Employers spend annually $300 billion on stress-related illnesses. And all of these stats are coming from the Institute of the uh, American Institute of Stress. So there's actually an institute in this country dedicated towards studying stress. But actually, a couple months back, there was a, 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 a documentary put out called One Nation Under Stress, where a, a Dr. Sanjay Gupta actually said, I want to go and study and check why this nation that spends more on health care than any other nation on the planet is actually seeing a decreased life expectancy. We are the only developed nation in the whole world that currently, right now, has a decreased life expectancy. And Dr. Gupta said, I want to study this and I want to find out why. And one of the things he found is that we have a country that is experiencing a decreased life expectancy due to this, get this, deaths of despair, drug overdose, chronic liver disease, and suicide are the three main contributing factors that see a U.S. mortality rate rising, and it is a symptom of the toxic, pervasive stress in the United States today. Think about it, though. And I mean, you know, the top seven stressors, yes, but then at the same time, think about stuff like this, relationships. Like, your greatest stress might be sitting next to you. Just saying. Uh, maybe it's your marriage partner, right? Your, your marriage right now is struggling. Your relationship, you've been dating three, four, five years and things used to be good, but now you're actually living together. You're not married though and you're figuring out why are things so hard right now? I thought you were supposed to, it's like you're just stressed. 
Maybe it's because you're not married. Some of y'all like, yo, am I going to ever get a partner, Jesus? What the world is going on? Right? Some of y'all got deadlines, work problems, legal problems, divorce. You got your new job, your old job, illnesses, your parenting. Can I have an amen? Parenting issues are adding to your stress. The expectations of others. You got everyone expecting things of you, and all these expectations stress you out. Some of you have unresolved sin, and you're carrying around shame and secrets, and it's stressing you out because you don't want to be found out. You know, we, we've got so many sources of stress here that... The funny thing is, the actual institute of stress does not actually have a common definition that is held by everybody about what stress is. So we're so stressed, we don't even know what the heck it is. We're so stressed out, we can't even come up with a definition. But they tried, and what they said was, is there's two commonly held ones. First off, a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances, or a condition or feeling experienced when a person perceives the demands exceed the personal and social resources the individual is able to mobilize. So it's kind of looked at sort of like this, right? Some of y'all are like, why did I get a rubber band coming into this church? This is weird. Well, now you know. Because honestly, there are some of you here, you are super stressed and you're being stretched and you're being pulled apart, and you're like right here, and you're a couple more situations, circumstances, people, words, um, moments from just pulling this thing apart and you snapping. Like, this is your life. You're just consistently pulled in every which direction. You're stressed. You're maxed out. And you literally feel like you're just hanging on. And you're like a couple, t- a couple tugs, a couple pulls from somewhere else. And this thing is going to be over and done with. And what, what, what I want to help you with today is to help you stop living like this to start living like this. You're going to have moments like this, but how can you go from this to this? I want to help you deal with stress. Now, some sermons I preach, um, I, I, like God has worked on, you know, God has worked on me and through me in the past to teach you something, but this week's study, God was working on me, and, and really, today's sermon is kind of as much towards me as it really is towards you. Like, God has taught me so much in preparation and pointed out and convicted me in so many areas of my life personally as I've prepared to, to preach this to you. So really, here's the thing. I preach to you today as somebody that is not just preaching at you, but I'm preaching at myself and I'm preaching at y'all, like, I need this sermon even as much as y'all do. Because I, I live a lot of my life and lived a whole lot of my life like this here. I'm like, why do I got so much stress? And, but when I really dug down and studied and examined, I, I, I really believe that I can help us today to hopefully help you get you from this to this. And when you are like this, learn and know how and deal with and get you to the point where you're not ready to snap and break and act like how our three-year-olds want to act because we're adults. I don't know about you. I would love days I could just go on the ground and pout and just, you know, throw stuff and just get mad. But then I realize I'm an adult and I can't do that no more. Right? But some of you are about to snap. So, so one, of, one of the things is this, right? Whenever we're talking about stress, we have to realize that Jesus actually said we were not going to live a stress-free life. I think we misunderstand God's promises many times. Is that we think when we signed up to follow Jesus, some of y'all thought carefree. Some of y'all thought stress-free. Some of y'all thought follow Jesus equals, oh, my life is going to get so much better. Well, whoever told you that, go smack him, tell him you're sorry, and then just say that's not true. 
God's promises weren't that God would deliver you from every situation. God's promise was is that in the, he actually promised trouble. John 16, he said this. He said that, hey, in this world, I, he said, I'm telling you these things. This is, is, is Jesus right before he was crucified speaking to his disciples, his followers. He said, I tell you these things so that in me you might have peace. Not that in your life you'd always have peace, but through Jesus you would have peace. He said, in this world you will have trouble. Why isn't that on any greeting cards? Christian greeting cards. We always see, you know, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to bless you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a future. Plans, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, where's my Jeremiah 29, 11 life? <laughs> it's on every greeting card. It's on every t-shirt. It's on all of this stuff. And, but here's the, here's the thing. We can contort and kind of just like make scripture say what we wanted to when that scripture wasn't, wasn't saying to you, you will always prosper, you will always do this. What it was saying, it was actually speaking con, 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 textually to a people group. Israel in scripture saying, like, I know right now things look bad. Like it was in a time of desolation in their lives. But God said, look, there will come a time where you will have your hope back. But, but actually what Jesus promises us here is that you will have, you will have trouble. And, and some of y'all just need to understand and just to like switch it to be like, hey, as a follower of Christ doesn't exempt you from life's troubles. Jesus actually promised you and said you will have them. Psalm 34, 19 tells us this. This is David talking. He says this. Look, the righteous person may have many troubles. Yep, the righteous person has many troubles too. So when you have trouble, stop thinking God hates me. God isn't for me. God doesn't like me. I must have done something wrong. Having stress and trouble happen is simple byproduct of life. But it says, if the, but the Lord delivers them. In other words, God has the opportunity to deliver you from them if you put your trust in, and your, if you put your trust in the right spot. I think we've got to understand that many times uh, we are the greatest contributor to our life of stress. Many of our situations that we have are self-inflicted. There's going to be some things that are just going to be a byproduct of life happening, but then there are things that are going to happen that are going to happen because of decisions that we have made. So look, it, the bottom line is this. You're going to have stress. So this is the first thing that we've kind of got to get, get in, in our heads. We've got to stop thinking that stress isn't going to happen and just say, you know what? It's going to be a part of my life. It's going to be there. Many times I can't control it. So you need to learn to do two things today. And this is what I want to help you. This is where I'm going to get into more practical stuff. Since it's going to be there and you can't control it, you need to learn to do two things. Ready? Leverage it and control it. There's some things in your life, excuse me, leverage it and manage it. Leverage it and manage it. There are going to be some things in our lives that are just going to be there that we have to learn to see the good in and think rightly on and secondly say, how can I manage it? There are some things in life that are just going to be there. One of those things, appetites. Think about it. You have, you've got an appetite for food. It's there because you're a human. It's put there because that's the way God wired you. Now think about what happens if you don't manage your specific appetite and you just let it do whatever you want, just whenever you're hungry, you eat. We see the, the side effects of that. Or you see the other side effect of what if you just throw it out and, oh, hunger's a bad thing. I'm not going to eat because, you know, it's food is of the devil and, you know, Cinnabon. I'm just not going to have any Cinnabon. I don't know how anyone's going to have any Cinnabon. I'm just hungry right, right now. I'm just saying what's ever coming to my head. I'm just hungry. Uh, but it's like, you know, here's the thing. Like, we've got to learn not to deny appetites or, or, or be completely enveloped by them. We have to learn to manage it. And that's the way stress is. 
We can't, we gotta stop saying, oh, stress ain't a thing, stress ain't. No, stress is real, but you shouldn't be overcome by it either. We should learn to manage it and leverage it. So that's what I wanna help you do today. Leverage and manage. So first off, we gotta think rightly. Think about how much of our life is geared towards making our life secure, comfortable, and easy. And how much of our life is geared towards actually running from stress, right? Like we want as least stress as we could possibly have. And, and think about how much as fathers, or think about how much as parents, we try to take stress off of kids' lives because we, we don't want them stressful. You know, the funny thing that I kind of see is sort of a difference between moms and dads this might sound wrong, but in many ways, I look at my job as a dad is to give my kids some stress. <laughs> Why? Because I don't know if, if you've seen, it seems like we have a generation of people, kids growing up, that are struggling with how to handle life when life hits and when life happens. And could it be that we are shielding our kids from the very tools that they need to actually survive in life whenever we try to take stress off of them and we try to do everything for them and we try to just what, make their life easy? No, what I do as a dad is what the, the way that I see it is if son, you can't deal with this, you can't deal with dad telling you what to do, how are you going to deal when you've got a boss at your job? Oh, you don't want to treat your mom right. Okay, you can't treat her right. How are you going to treat your future girlfriend right? How are you going to treat your future wife right? So I view my job as I'm going to put on them some, some controlled stress so they can understand and learn how to deal with cope with and think through stressful situations to prepare them for when life really hits and when life really happens. And parents, I implore you, I beg you parents, we've got to almost create controlled stressful conditions for our kids so we can help them think through and learn how to handle stressful situations and not just relieve them of it because then when they get older, they have no idea what to do. They can't believe it. So we, we almost have to be smart and intentional about the, and they, you know what, this is the way I think God works with us many times, is I can almost say, like, God will, some, will sometimes allow us to be stressful because God's like, if you can't handle this, how are you going to handle that? I see what you're in right now, but if you don't go through that and you don't learn that, how are you going to learn this? I can tell you times I've been growing up, like, like you know, I was, in youth ministry for 10 years, and I know God sent me through a lot of stuff. I mean, I led hospitality. I was a youth pastor. They, for some reason, put me in kids' ministry. I've actually stood up here and led worship. Like, who did that? Like, they, why would they do that? Like, why would they give me that job? But, but I had no idea that what God was doing, he was training me and saying, John, if you can't deal with that, how are you going to start it and lead a church? I was stressed out thinking about worship. Stressed out thinking about hospitality, ushers, how are we going to treat people? I mean, just all of this stuff. But God was saying, look, this stress, I didn't know it then. The stress that God was creating then was preparing me for the stress that I'd be handling right now. You know what I'm saying? So look, we've got to change the way we think about stress and saying it's going to be a part of us. It's going to be there. I love what James 1 says this. And, and what is this? This is James. He, he wrote this really long letter to a bunch of, of different churches encouraging them 
And one thing that he said was, as he was writing to 12 different churches here, he said this, look, brothers and sisters, consider a pure joy. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, and in other words, whenever you're stressed out, consider it as pure joy. Why? Because you know that the testing, the stressing of your faith produces perseverance. Let that perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Do you know stress actually grows you? Now, I know you look at you know, you look at this body and you're like, how do you get that, John? Like you are just so perfectly developed. I mean, look at those arms. Look at those legs. Like I know many of you are thinking that right now. And you've been thinking that. But if you would have seen me honestly five years ago, I looked like I was on heroin. Like I was so skinny. I mean, I was, I mean, it was bad looking. So if I just would have said, okay, I, I know I want to gain some muscle and I want to get fit, I wouldn't have done that by sitting on the beach drinking a dockery and hoping. Virgin dockery. <laughs> it happened because I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stress my body. I'm going to go to the gym and do stuff I hate. Stress my body out so I can see the fruit. So now I joined Jungle Gym, which is kind of this like cross fit, orange theory, they had a baby. It's, it's so, good. so I go to the gym every day, noon, for one hour to do stuff I absolutely hate, stress my body out for the very purpose of reaping and gaining a beautiful body. And so my wife can still like me when we turn 50 and 60 and stuff, and she still wants to be with me, you know what I'm saying? But look, we've got to stop viewing stress as the enemy. We've got to stop saying, God, take my stress away. Take my stress away. Maybe what we should start saying is, God, help me to leverage it and see it the right way so I can then think differently and view it differently and act differently based on what I now know. Some of you, if you just switched your mindset about the way you see stress, you would actually see it as fuel for what God wants to do in your future. And your greatest, and, and, and here's the thing, your stress in your life, like when have you ever grown? When have you, when have you ever accomplished anything great, wonderful? The best things you have in your life right now are because you went through a stressful season. Or because you walked through going to night school. Or because you got through the great relational issues you were having instead of quitting. Of you working hard at your job, under a strict boss, under a can't say that. Punk boss. <laughs> that, that you see now that you didn't see what God was doing. But God was molding something in you and shaping something in you. Family, we've got to stop seeing our stress as the enemy and start seeing stress, and here's the thing, as our friend. And switching the way we think about it. Do you know science is even backing this up? Look, you, you, you need to leave. Once you leave here, you need to go and watch this TED Talk. I am recommending a TED Talk. This is this, this chick here, Kelly McGognell is her name. She actually did a TED Talk called How to Make Stress Your Friend. And it was absolutely astounding. I'm not going to go into her deep research because here's the thing. She does deep research. And what she finds is, the fund, is, is three fundamental factors in people rethinking stress and the science behind it. First off, she said for years, she demonized stress with her, her patients. It was always, how can we run away from stress? How, how can we get less stress in your life? And she, and she said, I was actually harming the, the 
patience. Why? Because he was trying to get them away from something that they would never be able to get away from. She said, instead of telling them to run from it, I taught them how to get better at managing it. And she said, the first thing that I told him was thinking about it, about it differently. What is the first thing that scripture tells us to do to change when we, it's just to change our mind, how we think. This girl's just backing up scripture. And then she goes on and she says a couple other astounding things. First off, that our bodies actually, the first reaction we have to stress, and I'm not going to get into the whole chemical hormone stuff because I'm going to butcher that. Okay, so just go watch, watch her. She's a doctor, okay? Um, but but she said that we are actually wired when we have stress for connection that our body actually craves to do it with somebody. And, that, and really, that just got me thinking, what is the thing that we typically do whenever we're in a, whenever we're in a stressful situation? We either, we go into what? Isolation. We think no one wants to help me. I'm just weird. I'm crazy. No one's going to want to help me. I'm a burden. It's like, no, whenever you are experiencing stress, God has actually wired you that during that time, what, it, what your body is shouting is it needs connection. It needs somebody to walk through it with. But thirdly, she did this, and she quoted stats, studies, and all that stuff, Harvard. She said that the least stressful people are the ones that make it a daily habit and practice to serve others. That ain't Bible. That's a secular psychologist. That is a secular doctor that is just backing up what scripture already tells us. But she says the key is to think about it differently. And today, church, there's power in thinking about stress differently where you can actually leverage it for your good and for God's glory. But here's the thing, you can't just leverage it. And here's the thing, you've got to manage it. What do you do when you're like this? How do you get it back down here? Now, here's the thing, I could give you a bunch of principles here. I could tell you, just breathe, man. Pete, just Breathe to three, brother. Take a deep breath. Just, uh, just get those, those haters out of your life. They're just drinking that haterade. <laughs> drinking, pouring you down, man. Just get rid of those haters in your life. Work harder, be better, read more books. Just get better. You know what? You just, you know what? You, you know what you need? You just need to... Just go on longer walks. We could just give you Christian answers. Just read your Bible. Just worship harder. Just go to church more. See, I could give you a lot of good principles that are good. Like, I, I totally believe all of those things. Like, all those things are really good. But here's the thing, right? I don't want to give you a prescription. I want to give you a description. Because here's the thing. In this room here, y'all got different variables about... Uh, about why you're stressed. You have different situations going on. Like all of y'all situations are different. So I just don't want to give you a, a prescriptive answer. Do this and your stress will be gone or your stress will be better or you'll go from this to this. So what I want to do is I want to just give you some, de some, some, some descriptive things that I pray the Holy Spirit will then help you and take and dig down into your heart and say, hey, these are some practices. So I'm not trying to try to just tell you what to do. I'm trying to help you learn how to think, okay? Does everyone understand that difference, okay? 
So I, I think first off we need to, and, and here's the thing, I'm going to ask you questions. So kind of in the same way last week I said, are you water or are you gasoline? Are you a mirror or are you a magnifying glass? I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it in more of a question way so the Holy Spirit can take that and dig down and help you think about what you need to help alleviate stress. Okay, first off, um, I want to ask you this. What are you consuming what are you consuming? And this speaks to the, to the idea of what are you allowing into your space, your mind space, your emotional space, your psychological space. What are you allowing into your bubble? In other words, what is feeding your stress? Because you have stuff in your life that actually feeds your stress. That you purposely allow, you are the gatekeeper of your life, you are the gatekeeper of your mind, you are the gatekeeper of what you allow into your life. And my question is, what are you opening the door and letting in to your bubble that is feeding your stress? Let me tell you, for many of you. Scrolling through Facebook. Right? And you're scrolling and you're like, I don't even like her. <laughs> Probably stole that money to, to go on, on that vacation. She's not that happy. She posts pics of her kids being all happy and stuff. They're about ready to get a divorce. No one knows, though. And it's like you're, you're just feeding. And, and then what do we do? We compare. Comparison is a big, is a big distributor of stress. Why? Because when, whenever you compare, you always lose. You either become way too puffed up or you dwell in condemnation. I'm not as good as or I'm not as good as. Some of you, like your greatest stress right now, and one thing that if you would stop feeding, feeding your, yourself is stuff on this phone. Like some of you, like I, you know, like I, some of y'all need to stop watching, new, the, watch, stop watching the news. Because you are feeding your stress turkey dinners. Like you are feeding your stress Thanksgiving dinners every day. Because you're watching the news and it's making you cynical. It's making you jaded. It's making you judgmental. It's making you grumpy. It's making you worried. It's making you irritable, and it's not making you more Christ-like at all. And it's not relieving any stress. I love my mom. I give honor to her today in every way. She passed three years ago, and uh, I love her. I'm thankful for her. I'm grateful for her. She was an amazing person. But one thing she did every time I would go over there, she'd always have news on. And I'd go over there. Hey, Mom, how you doing? Did you see what's always on? It was, she, she turned it towards the news and what this candidate did and what that candidate was saying and what that candidate did. And, and, and one day I just said, Mom, what if you turned that off and prayed? How much more would things be different? And she started talking again. And don't, don't, 
well, we, we need to be engaged and we, we need to know what's going on. And, 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 and here's the thing. I totally get it. But for some of y'all, you know, watching the news and what's, go, go, and, and what's going on, you're already like this because of your jobs, your kids, your health, your diet and all that stuff. And all it does is continually pull you. And you're feeding your stress. The last thing you need to do with your spare time is to scroll through and fake like pictures of people you don't even really want to be friends with. <laughs> That's the last thing you need to be doing. The last thing you need to be doing is watching news about, y'all know. <laughs> the last thing. Like, you need to do something that is not going to in feed, because you're thinking, what, what you feed grows. What you feed grows. And typically it's, it's like what you sow, you, you reap. What you feed grows. And my question is, what are you doing to starve your stress and feed your faith? Because some of y'all are starving your faith and feeding your stress. And wondering why am I so stressed out I can't sleep at night? Why am I so stressed out that I just eat crazy? Why am I so stressed out that I, that I can't even? And the issue is the fact of your feeding. Oh, see, look, it just snapped. Like the, the, the thing is, you're feeding the very thing that you need to be starving. And the thing is, you've got control over that. Some things you can't control. Thank you, brother. Some, some things you can't control. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control what you let into you. And some of y'all, y'all need to start saying, I'm going to fast Facebook. I put this thing on, on my phone where I can only look at Facebook for 15 minutes a day. Screen time is what's going on. The only person that's got the password is my wife. And she set the password. I'm not sure what it is because it was consuming me. I'm always thinking, you know, and then when I'm scrolling, scrolling through Facebook, I'm, I mean, I'm friends with a lot of y'all on Facebook, and I love y'all. But y'all sometimes be posting stuff that make me worried. Like, they're there? God, what are they doing there? Why are they? Why? Who's that dude? I hit, she ain't brought him to church yet. Or who's that girl? I just know he was dating her. Oh, she went there. Oh, that's where they've been for the past month. Like, it, it stresses me out. And I love y'all, like, so much. But I, for my sanity, I've had to say, I got to cap it. Like, because it just stresses me out because here's the thing. I, I can't be in the moment and present with my wife and family and people that I really love while I'm consistently thinking about dwelling on stuff that, that isn't in my zone. And that's one of the huge things that we battle with and deal with is that we have got so much access to so much and it's pulling us apart to where we can't even sit alone with the Lord for 15 minutes. We get jumpy. Our mind goes all over the place. And y'all, what, what I want to say is, are you too busy with some good things that you don't have time for the best things? Are you so busy with so-called good things that you don't have time for the best? Some of y'all are too busy. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it with complete love. Can y'all accept this in love? Some of y'all, your kids rule you. You've got them in way too much. Way too much. I understand you love them playing sports and, and all of that stuff. It's not bad. But you've got to ask, are you giving them good things when you are neglecting the best things? And in the meantime, are you at the point where you are so stressed out trying to cater to them that you're missing out 
on what y'all could be doing together. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to be legalistic. Oh, hey, Pastor John, being legalistic. Tell him I care not to play sports again. Tell him, I'm not trying to be legalistic. What I'm trying to do is I want the best for you. And sometimes in this culture of hurry, do more, be more, you know, crush it, work harder, get your goals, we can lose the fact of we're losing ourselves and stretching ourselves so thin that we have this epidemic that we have in this country. We're, we're, we're so busy, our life expectancy is going down, and we're so stressed out that we can't even enjoy the good things that God's given us. I got to move on. Okay, secondly, not only what are you consuming, but secondly, what takes the edge off? I'm going to go hard here a little bit. What takes the edge off? Because honestly, you have a coping mechanism when you're stressed. Where do you run? Where do you go? Who do you go to when you're stressed? Everyone has a coping, a coping mechanism. What's yours? For some of you here, it's strong drink. <laughs> Your three best friends, Jose Cuervo, Jim, Jim, Jim Bean, and what was the third one I said in first time? Jack Daniels. Those are your three best friends. Those are the ones that always listen to you, never push you to the side, never say stop talking. Some of, for some of you, it's strong drink. For some of you, it's clicking on stuff you shouldn't be. For some of you, it's, it's using sex. For some of you, it's you are eating yourself into health problems. For some of you here, you're popping pills. For some of you here, you're, you're smoking weed. For some of you here, you just binge watch TV. What is your drug of choice? Because what I have found is what starts off as taking the edge off ends up being the same thing that pushes you off of the edge. Why? Because we want to find something, here's the thing, to just help us manage, it's, it, it, it ends up, well, you know what, I just have a glass of wine at the end of the day just to kind of help me take the edge off. And you realize that one glass turns into two, then it turns into three, then it, then it becomes a bottle, then it becomes a couple, and what you are trying to use to manage ends up becoming, here's the thing, an escape. And you can't manage through this through escapism because honestly what you're doing then is you're just trying to get out of reality for a few moments but what you're actually doing is is you are making your so much worse than it already is what do you use to take the edge off because honestly many of us don't don't manage our stress we try to escape our stress through various things that start off as just taking the edge off and it ends up pushing us off the edge like I said I'm not trying to be a legalistic person but I think we've just got to be honest with ourselves love what scripture says here Ephesians 5 this is what Paul said to the church, he said, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. He says, look, you're going to have a bottle of some sort. There's going to be something that's going to take whatever edge you have off. But he says, instead of it being a bottle, let it be the very presence of God. Because the truth is this, right? If it's not being enjoyed for your good and for God's glory, and you can't say no to it, it's not taking the edge off. It's becoming something that will soon push you off of the edge. Is what takes your edge off something you can say no to and something you're truly enjoying or is it something that is just 
an escape for you. Love David, man. This is David, right? I mean, David, he had a lot of stress in his life. He had people trying to kill him, murder him. But one thing that really irritated David was he followed God, and but when he saw people that weren't following God, like they, he was like, they didn't have problems. So he was like, God, you got these people over here. They don't have any problems. And me, I'm trying to serve you, but I got a bunch of problems and I can't believe it. And, and, and there was actually a psalm, a song that David wrote, and it was recorded in scripture where it talks about, this is what he says. He says, surely in vain, I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence. He's, so basically he's like, I follow God for nothing. This has been stupid since I'm not being blessed. Then he says, it's all day long I've been afflicted and every morning brings new punishments. It's like he's groaning over it. He's consistently dwelling on it and thinking on it. Then he said this, when I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. So he's trying to figure this out. Like, why does this happen? And he was stressed and frustrated like many of you are here today. But then I love what he does in in verse number 17. He says, till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. And I love that line, till I entered the sanctuary of God. Do you know where David went with his frustration? He went into the presence of God. He went into the sanctuary of God. He went into the place where he could truly hear answers and truly find comfort and truly find hope and learn how to go from this to this instead of just finding an escape that would get him here and then ultimately become destruction for him. He said, till I entered the sanctuary of God. I I wanna challenge you with this. Whenever you're stressed next, instead of going to the bottle, instead of going to pornography, instead of going to food, instead of going to whatever your takes the edge off, I want to challenge you, get get some sort of God-honoring music you can stand. For some of you, that could be worship music. For some of you, that could be hymns. For some of you, that could be gospel hip-hop. For some of you, that could be top 40 Christian. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you, instead of running to whatever that takes the edge off thing is, I want you to run to the presence of God and give it 10 minutes and tell me if it doesn't change your perspective on who God is, what God's like, and it will change the way you see and view what you are currently walking through. I just believe there's power in the presence of God and it doesn't have to be in a church service. See, some of y'all only do church in a church service. You Guys, if this is your only feeding in in your spirit no wonder you come in here starving no wonder you come in here just like faithless like that that that's why like you know like this is good like we love coming together singing and all this stuff encouraging hearing god's word this is all good but if this is all there is then when you come in here yes you are starving and if here's the thing if you need help knowing well how do i how do i read the bible how do i like guys like that's why the church exists but if we don't know we can't help And that's why if you're stressed, and like I said, what stress should actually do is put you towards and put you into connection and community. And that's why if you're stressed, we want you diving into community instead of going out. It's so sad seeing people that we don't see for weeks and we're like, what happened? And they were like, someone in my family died. Why didn't we know? Or you know what? They're having marriage issues. Why didn't we know? Because they get in the hole, well, I don't want them to know. I don't want them to judge me. I don't want them to think, y'all, we all need help. We're all there. We're all there. Join the club. If you need help, if you're stressed, don't run from community. Run towards community. But the thing is, he said, till I enter the sanctuary of God. Then I understood that he's, in other words, and then I under, then I got right perspective when I got into the presence of the one that holds the world in his hands.
Paul. This is what he said. Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven. Paul wrote this from prison. So just so just as a, he wasn't writing this from like the island in the Caribbean, sipping on a virgin strawberry daiquiri. He wrote this sitting in prison. He said, look, don't, don't be anxious. Okay, Paul, do you know my life? Do you know what I'm walking through? He said, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In the peace of God, that's what some of you need today. You're like this, and what you need is the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. In other words, it's something that doesn't even make sense. Like, you'll have people, why are you so calm here? Why are you not stressed? Why are you, because it, it'll guard your heart. Well, you know what stress is? Stress is a siren in your soul to go to the source that can help. It's a siren inside of your soul. Whenever you're stressed and said, oh my God, here we go again. That's a siren in your soul to get on your knees and say, God, I need you. God, I need your power. I need your presence. I need your voice. I need your word. I need your promises that you're never going to leave me. You're never going to forsake me. It's a siren inside of your soul. And what I think it really ultimately does, and this is the final thing, it challenges the deep down in the core of who you are, who are you trusting? Because I have found in my life, my greatest stress is always related. Let me make sure I say this right. I find that my stress level is directly related to my trust level. The times where I've been the most stressed are the times my faith in God has been at its lowest. Some of you can trust God with your, with your eternity, but not your temporary. <coughs> and really you have to say, is this a stress issue or is it a worship issue? Where your stress is driving you, you're, you're being pulled in and really the, the big issue is deep down in your spirit and really in your heart, you don't trust God. And what God wants to do today is he wants to dig down into your crevices of, uh, of your heart and your unbelief and say, look, I know you're stressed out. It's gonna be there. Get used to it. Stop running from it. Use it for, use it for your good and manage it. Find out what you're allowing in. Deal with what you, whatever your take the edge off thing and then trust your life with the one who holds the world in his hands. Because ultimately, I think our stress level is many times, is many times related to a starving faith. So look, this is what we're gonna do. Worship team, can you guys come back up? Hopefully you see here, I'm not trying just to give you do this, do that, do this. What I, what I wanted you to do is I wanted you to have some questions that you can examine where your stress is coming from. You're gonna have stress. It's, it's gonna be there. Welcome to life. What are you allowing in to feed that stress? What takes that edge off? You need to switch what takes that edge off. And instead of running to what that does, you need to run to the presence of God and the people of God and the presence of God because it really digs down and examines who are you trusting? Who are you trusting? And so look, this is what I want us to do. If everyone could stand up with me. We got plenty of time, all right? No one needs to leave. No one needs to go get their kids yet. We're actually, we actually kind of early today, y'all. 
This doesn't happen all the time. If you're new to this church, we might get out a couple minutes early, okay? But, but, but listen, I'm, I'm gonna have us actually put into practice today the very thing that I challenge you to do. Where if you have stress, I want you to go in and get into the presence of God. Get into his presence. Lay it down to him. Instead of running to the bottle, running to pornography, running to all those things that you go to take the edge off, running to the presence of God. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing Psalm 91, the third song that we sang. We're gonna sing the whole song. I, and please, no one leaving, no one walking out. I mean, no, if you gotta go, go. But look, we're gonna take some time here and I, I want us to put into practice what I challenge you to do. Because honestly, I believe this, that, that you are gonna find not that everything in your life is going to get better. Not that, you know, not that when you walk out, you're not going to have stuff going on, but you'll have a new level of peace, a, a brand new level of, this is what I need to start doing now to manage my stress. Thank you again for joining us on the LifeHouse Newport News Podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kiln Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchnn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much, and God bless.